and welcome to Living Proof, the teaching ministry of Joseph Castile. We encourage you to listen to today's message over and over again so that the Word of God will be in your spirit. Be a blessing, share it with your friends, and we pray that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We also invite you to visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. Amen. And then that has been preached for 20 years. So much so that we have forgotten that if you sow corruption, you'll reap corruption. Because we focus so much on sowing positive things, you'll reap positive things. And that's true. And we don't throw that baby out with the bathwater. But we also don't throw away the original uh, emphasis that was on during the holiness movement, which was that if you sow corruption, you'll reap corruption. Amen. So though God says, I'm not going to strike the earth anymore and destroy all mankind because I know that they're crazy from a young child. But he said, the laws of seed time and harvest will still remain and will not cease. Hallelujah. Let's take a look here. The original mandate we see coming again to Noah. Verse 7, be fruitful, multiply, bring forth abundantly, fill the earth, was the original mandate that God gave Adam that God now is giving to Noah. Isn't that interesting? Now, we look at the next covenant. Genesis chapter 15. And we are building a picture of covenant from the very first book of the Bible. I have to believe that the very last book of the Bible has some very important things. But I also believe the very first book of the Bible has some very important things. And it's so interesting that the very first book of the histories of all the universe and the history that will unfold of all creation and all humanity, that God is painting a picture from Genesis 1 all the way through of covenant, 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 because everything that God is doing in this earth is based upon a covenant. Parts of a marriage covenant, agreement on the terms, swearing of an oath, and offering of a sacrifice, witnesses, a feast, and a giving of gifts. So there has to be terms, agreements, oaths sworn, then there has to be sacrifice. And in a blood covenant, there's a sacrifice of blood that takes place. So we see here in Genesis chapter 15, God himself comes down, just like he did with Abraham, excuse me, with Adam himself came down and participated in a shedding of blood. Here God comes down. Let's take a look at it in verse 19 through 18. These eight verses. Genesis 15. God tells him now that he's sworn the oaths, given the exchange of vows. He says this. He says unto him, take me a heifer of three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and he divided them in the mists and laid each piece one against another. But the, the birds he divided not. So here God tells him, go get these animals. I want you to cut them in half. Now I'm from Chicago and all of our meat 
comes in the grocery store, prepackaged, without bones, without eyeballs, in cute little clean-looking packages. But when I was in Hawaii with with uh, Kim, Deacon Kim, they had us to kill a chicken. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Because in Chicago, we don't really see much blood. Everything's prepackaged, blood-drained. You know, your fish, your, your fish comes breaded. They come in little sticks with a breading around them in a box. And you just take that out and you bake it for like 10 minutes and you have fish sticks. That's how we eat fish in Chicago. Amen. Here they come with tails and eyeballs. The first time I ate with an African was in France. I was with some Congolese and they had a whole fish fins and eyeballs and tails and they I said what is is what is this it looked like a burnt offering like they just took it out of the out of the ocean just burned it for the Lord it was a burnt offering and be honest with you I was like where's McDonald's at hallelujah I couldn't wait to go to McDonald's but now I actually You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen. Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set. I like fish and I don't mind the eyes and the tails. I'm a bit more traveled now, amen. But here, he has to cut these up. And we in Hawaii, they taught us how to pluck a chicken, right? They told us, you know, in those of you city folks, this will be interesting for you. They took this chicken, and then they put it in this hot, hot boiling water. And it smelled like chicken soup, actually. And the reason why they put it in the hot boiling water is because it's easier to take the feathers off. So you put it in this hot boiling water, and then the feathers come right off really easy. And then you, you kind of wash it off, and then they cut the chicken's head off. No, first thing they did was cut his head off. Yeah, first thing they did was cut his head off, and that was disgusting. But I wanted to get some pictures. I had my camera. I was taking a video of it because, you know, being a city slicker, we've never seen nothing like this before. So they, it looked like a voodoo ceremony or something, you know. They cut the chicken's head off, and, and they dip it in hot water and pluck in the chicken. It was just really gruesome. No wonder you're, not, you're a vegetarian. Hallelujah. After that, I didn't want to eat it either. Amen. I was so give me a salad for dinner. Hallelujah. But they... They, they cut this animal, and, and it's a bloody thing. It's, a, it's kind of a bloody thing. And, and, he, and here he has to take all these animals, a heifer and a goat, and he has to slice these big animals apart and, and the blood everywhere and, 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 and put them side by side, and it's just a bloody. It doesn't look like a worship service. Really, it doesn't look like a worship service. But you have to understand that this is bloody. Amen. Our sin is bloody, and his sacrifice was bloody. Hallelujah. In verse 11, 
And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Hallelujah. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. And they shall serve them. And they shall afflict them for four hundred years. So it's very interesting that God is telling Abraham, I'm making this covenant with you and I'm going to do all these blessings, but your children are going to go to slavery for 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. That's Egypt. And afterward shall they come out with great substance. So your, your, your seed is going to go through some things, but I'm going to deliver them with abundance. Hallelujah. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. And thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Somebody say amen. amen. That's part of your covenant to be buried in a good old age. You know Genesis, Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 says if you're Christ and you're Abraham's seed and you're heirs according to his promise. So I'm not expecting to die early. I'm expecting to die at a good old age. Hallelujah. That's your covenant promise right there. Circle it if you're getting old. Hallelujah. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed between those pieces. The presence of God himself came and walked in that blood. And in that same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. Saying unto thy seed, have I given you this land. From the great river of Egypt unto the great river of the Euphrates. God made a covenant that day with Abraham. All throughout the Old Testament and even throughout the entire New Testament, you hear about the covenant of Abraham. That that covenant of Abraham is now also. You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen. Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set. Our covenant, but this time... God did not have to have someone take the blood of animals, but this time God 
took the blood that was actually required for him to come into a real covenant. Because remember, covenant blood has to be shed by both parties. Man has to shed his blood and God also has to shed his blood. And in Jesus, we have fully God and we have fully man. And that's been debated about for many years. Was Jesus, you know, all God or all man? Or was he spirit? Was he half man? You know, and this has been debated about. But the truth is, he is fully God and fully man. So Jesus representing mankind as your elder brother, he was able to represent your part of the covenant, just like Abraham was able to to represent the man's part of the covenant. But what was missing was the blood of God himself. So Jesus being both fully God and both fully man was able to to, to shed his blood on the cross, making the covenant that should be. Because the covenant of Abraham, see, you understand that that the covenant that God made with Abraham was going to be broken, and it was broken, continually, continually broken. So we see when, when Moses comes along and they come into the wilderness, God has to begin to institute some ceremonial coverings. The covenant was made already. They weren't, they weren't going into the temple and sacrificing animals and putting blood on the mercy seat to make new covenants. The covenant has already been made when God himself walked in the blood. What they were doing was they were doing a ceremony to try and, uh, uh, to try and mend the covenant that they broke by their sins. Because in the covenant, they were supposed to walk upright, to be perfect, and to be right before the Lord. And God knew that mankind, with this sin nature that was passed down from Adam, had no ability to fulfill their side of the covenant. And God also knew that he was going to have to come himself and shed his sinless blood and on behalf of God's sacrifice and come as a man on behalf of man's sacrifice. And he knew that that would come, you know, thousands of years later. So in the meantime, he had to use a, a, a ceremony of a sacrifice to cover the sins. Do you hear me? But when Jesus came, it was no longer a covering, but it was an atonement. It was a remission. So these words atonement and these words remission are New Testament words. They're words that we don't really, really didn't have an understanding of in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant because this was not something they could give us uh, through b- the blood of bulls and goats and, 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 and heifers and so forth. But now in the New Testament, the, the blood of Jesus is able to not just give us a covering, but an atonement. Atonement means a payment for. Meaning your sins are paid in full. Hallelujah. Your sins are paid in full. And that's good news. Hallelujah. Now, as we make mistakes and as we have struggles and as we fall, we break fellowship with God. But the Bible assures us in 1 John chapter 1. Take a look at that in 1 John 1. The Bible assures us in 1 John 1. That there's a remedy to restore the fellowship because sin still separates from God. So, but your sins separate from your fellowship with God. Amen. But your sins have already been paid for. 
So in order to restore your fellowship with God, you need to not be saved again, not be born again again. Some people in some churches, they come to the altar call every week. Every time there's an altar call for salvation, the same people come up again and again and again because they think they need to be saved all over again. You don't need to be saved all over again. If you sinned, you've simply broken your fellowship and the remedy for breaking your fellowship with God is to confess your sin. It says here in 1 John chapter 1, let's take a look at this. Let's look at verse 7, 8, and 9. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. How many know when you have a brother or sister living in secret sin, sometimes they start to disappear. They don't call you up anymore. You don't see them at Wednesday night prayers. All of a sudden, they start kind of disappearing from the fellowship because they're hiding something. But if you walk in the light as we are in the light, we have good fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Hallelujah. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Isn't that interesting? You say you don't have any sin, you're a liar. You, and you've lied to yourself first. And the truth ain't in you. But if we confess our sins, you don't have to get saved again, but he says if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, these things I write to you that you sin not. He didn't write these things so you could just keep on sinning and just keep confessing and do it again, you know. Like I'm a bank robber and I, oh, you know, I just rob a bank and then I just confess it to the Lord and I go hit the next bank. And I confess to the Lord and I just go hit the next bank. Hallelujah. I'm getting rich off this confession business. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Don't get rich off the confession business. He says that I said this so that you sin not. In other words, because you can make it right with God by just being honest and open and confessing it with him, you can have your fellowship restored with him, but the purpose of restoring your fellowship is not so you can hit up another bank. Hallelujah. No, I've never robbed a bank. Hallelujah. Out of a lot of the things I have done, I've never robbed a bank. <laughs> Amen. I'm not going to get into what I have done, though, because that's under the blood. But you have to see, if you remember your sins, you make God a liar. Even if you remember the sins that you did last night, after you confessed, you make God a liar. Because either he's right or you're right. Either he's right or the devil's right. And he says that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You see, the old covenant, the blood of animals could just cover. But the blood of Jesus doesn't cover. It remits, it atones, it it cleanses, it sends away. Just like you've never done anything wrong. So 
until you get this revelation, you're never going to be able to walk in your full sonship. Until you get this revelation. Until you can walk before God and go to God in prayer with the sense of complete holiness and righteousness, just like Jesus, you'll never be able to fulfill your potential. The reason why somebody can go to prayer and receive answer prayers like nothing is because they have a revelation of their righteousness. That their righteousness is not based upon whether they have sinned or not, but their righteousness is based upon their faith in God's word that he has atoned their sins. That's why it says we can come boldly to the throne room of grace. We can come boldly to God in prayer, believing, in confidence. And matter of fact, every place where we see that word, what's of you ask in my name? If you ask in my name, I'll do it. That word ask is actually in the Greek meaning more to demand. And you got to understand you're not demanding from God because you don't demand nothing from God. But you're demanding that the natural realm line up with what God said. Hallelujah. So if you're praying for a sick body, you're demanding that that sick body line up with the fact that Jesus took sickness and it is illegal and you demand it to line up. Praise the Lord. I trust you are blessed and encouraged. We have more on this series coming to you next week. So tune in next week and catch the broadcast. Make sure you call and send in a donation. Send in a seed. Support this ministry if it's blessed you in any way. If you think it will bless and encourage others, your financial support is very important. If you go to our website, nfbeijing.com, forward slash store you could get some of our ministry products cds and we'll be offering the dvds of all these sermons coming soon so go visit us online like us on facebook add our youtube channel where you're going to get a bunch of bonus materials everything that you don't see on the show you're going to get that on the youtube channel and of church at youtube and be blessed and encouraged we love you we want to encourage you to re-dig the wells of our fathers and also dig new wells for what god's going to do in our generation.